0: Welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. Uh, as you can probably tell, it's a little loud in this place. We're uh, t- tuning in live from Too Many Games convention in Oaks, Pennsylvania, uh, 2015. I'm here with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough. How are you doing, Brendan? All right. I don't know why,
1: though. Sorry to already derail the thing, but I live about 40 minutes away. I assumed it was going to be a strange shot up the highway, and somehow my GPS took me on the most single-handedly, most aggressively obtuse route I've ever driven on in my life and I'm like, Tokyo drifting around corners because it's raining and it's just like oh my god, this saves me maybe two minutes of time and I might die getting there. Oh man, what what do you use as your GPS? Because like, I,
0: I had a thing pop up and it was like oh, you can save nine minutes, so we lucked out kind of.
1: I, I just use my phone, so it's Google Maps on that. Oh, okay. But I think my phone is just being, like, vindictive of me dropping it all the time, and now it's just, like, being pissy and... Getting back at you. Yeah, passive-aggressively <laughs> leading me to my death as I sh- go off a sheer face cliff. So if I die randomly, it's either GPS or, you know, alcohol poisoning or suicide, whatever, you know. One of those <laughs> things we have no control over.
0: All right, well... It's pretty crowded here. I guess we're going to fill the listeners in on what we've experienced so far. We did a little bit of walking around. There's some live music. A bunch of uh, the super best friends are actually having a panel at, I think, 6 tonight. So I'm not sure if we're going to get a chance to see that, but we'll let you know.
1: Yeah, I think the, I think it, the actual convention ends 7, and then there's like an after party going <laughs> on after that. So I think we'll be catching the tail end of it. Okay. But, um, so...
0: This convention, I honestly, I was here a few years ago, and the turnout wasn't that that great. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder if it's grown in in the recent years. And this turnout is huge. Like I couldn't even find a place to park. There's hundreds of people here, and there's literally every kind of game memorabilia, every game you can think of is here, whether or not it's
1: overpriced as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> whether or not it is absolutely overpriced as fuck. <laughs> yeah, but it's. Definitely interesting. It's clearly one of those that started off small, maybe like they rented out a room in the, I don't know, local city hall or something, and then it's just amassed into this colossal con that now is renting out, what, half a warehouse, like an airplane hangar? yeah.
0: Apparently, there's also a guitar convention going on right next door, so we might have to stop and take a look there.
1: (laughs) I almost went in there. I was like, man, there's a lot of old guys with really long hair that sure love these old video games. Man, they sure all have their own guitars. I guess there's like a big concert. I wonder what... Oh, wait a minute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I wasn't honestly expecting
1: people to dress up
0: for it like this. I I really didn't, but there's like tons of people uh, in cosplay, and it's
1: great. I think there's actually a panel about cosplay. It's like cosplayers and the haters or something. It's like how to cosplay with like without letting everyone bug me or like criticizing you, i guess i'm not well, sure
0: well it's funny you said it was like raining on the way in i'm like driving pretty fast and there's like a fucking tiger trying to cross the road and i was like oh my god let me not hit
1: him <laughs> yeah there's a fine line between cosplaying and furries yeah and it, it was straight up a furry <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw a leopard playing a ddr and there's like an arcade area where you can just play arcade games uh, if it's free, I'm gonna be spending all of my time trying to beat that fucking Time Crisis three. Nice. That's haunted me for like since my childhood. Yeah. Uh,
0: but um, I w- as as I walked in, I saw like a Mario cosplayer. But then there was like I don't know if it was a Koopa or what, but like this like guy in in complete brown spandex, like from head to toe, like it was like Green Man from almost was Sunny. If you ever if you're familiar with that, and it just looked like he was just like piggybacking him. And I was like, what are they even reenacting? I don't even know. <laughs> rain reenacting their sexual fantasies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And but, then the other, uh, another cool highlight as far as cosplay goes, I did see Samus in her, like,
1: what's that blue suit? The Zero Skr- Suit? Yeah.
0: I, I didn't expect that, honestly.
1: I got a good laugh coming in because it was raining as it was walking in, and it started getting down heavier, and I could see just three nerds, like, just dart around the corner and, like, pass me as they're trying to run to their car, and I half expected, like, half of the, like, junior varsity football team to be chasing after them, like, <laughs> getting ready to beat them, beat them up. Because I came, for some reason, my GPS led me to the back roads, and I came into the back way, so I didn't see anyone except for these guitar guys, so I was worried I was at the wrong place. Yeah, I can imagine that. We actually saw uh, DJ Cutman, who we used for uh, the, I was the intro. Yep. So he's actually here, we're going to try and talk to him, see if he remembers us, probably not, no one does, but, we're going <laughs> to see if we can possibly set up the interview for later, because... His schedule is insane.
0: Yeah, he's, he's constantly doing this kind of stuff, like, weekend to weekend, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, I actually found out about this uh, convention, because I live, you know, f- like I said, like, half an hour away from it. But I never heard of it until a buddy of mine, um, he's actually performing here, I think. Of course, yesterday and tomorrow, the you know, t- two days we're not here. But, gotcha. Uh, so they got a big, like, I guess, con- they even got a concert, like, area just for concerts, like, right next to the arcade place. So they're big on uh, supporting, like, local chiptune artists and djs and that sort of thing nice it's great that's really cool
0: um so as at this convention are you like looking for anything specific as far as uh games or anything really
1: uh i'm hoping to not spend the hundred dollars i came here (laughs) with because it's i don't know it's like a trip to like target or something you have to limit yourself i don't bring my credit cards or debit cards i bring straight cash and only a certain amount because I will just end up spending all of it if I could. Yeah, I brought two hundred bucks and I'm trying not to spend it. <laughs> oh yeah, I believe I bought like a. Uh, they have the Wizard World in Philly every year too. I think I spent like maybe eighty or hundred dollars on like a cost of a character down there, and it goes quick. Yeah. But that Rhinox from Beast Wars Transformer statue is well worth it. <laughs> nice.
0: So, what was the most expensive game you've seen so far? I know what I saw.
1: Uh, I'm not sure about what I've seen because I know online you got Marvel vs. Capcom 2 like going for nearly 100 bucks. I think Dark Cloud two we looked up was like 130 or something. Yep. I think here, maybe 75. I'm not. Can't exactly remember which one it was. It was like an old. I think it was like an old Genesis game. I saw
0: an original copy of Chrono Trigger on what was it on? Fucking. But it was going so. for 225. 225.
1: Yeah. Wait like, $2.25. No, $225. Jesus. Box and all. And I'm thinking to myself, who would honestly pay for that? <laughs> I mean, like, there's... I know they're rare. They only made, not. I mean, not super rare. Not like Dark Cloud 2. But they've made well, enough where it was popular at the time. And, like, I'm sure you can just find it on eBay and buy it from whoever... You know, whoever's cleaning out their parents' house and it's like, oh, yeah, I remember this game. Let me try to sell it online for day 15. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you... You do not have to pay that much.
0: Well, that's the thing. Do you think you find uh, better deals coming to a convention to buy video games? Or you no, thinking... not at all. Okay, that's not for it's... a second. Yeah, because I was going to say, I think you're probably just better off browsing online. Like, not, not. To get, don't get me wrong. Uh, the experience of coming to a convention and being surrounded by like-minded individuals is its own highlight. But the prices are kind of deterring. You know,
1: yeah, it's, shit is happening. <laughs> something about the third round is being posted. Um, it's kind of tricky because this is how people, you know, I'm sure it's not their main jobs. Some of it might be. It might be their full-time careers. But uh, a lot of people, this is just the shit they've been hoarding in their house for decades, and they're just trying to make a profit off of while they can. Yeah, like a massive
0: yard sale of sorts, but just video game
1: driven. Yeah, so they're trying to make some sort of money off of it while they can. And, you know, well, it's kind of they kind of got their... Uh, What is it? Their demographic, like hostage or something? I forget the exact term for it. But it's like, we know you like this stuff. We know you're not going to really find too many copies anywhere else. You're not going to find a Target or Walmart or GameStop. Exactly. But.
0: Well, nowadays, it's kind of topical you say that, but GameStop is going to be selling the retro games. Do you think that's going to, like, do you think that's why these people are like, let me sell this while I can?
1: No, because I've been, even at uh, Comic Con, that mostly focuses on comic books and every form of media that's branched into. They still have a lot of video game stuff there, so it's just like a whole nerd con. Yeah, and I really don't think it'll imp- GameStop selling retro games will really impact the convention scene at all. Because, like you said, it is people coming here for the experience of it. And if anything, people are just going to avoid GameStop even more because of how they fuck you over in the past. Yes, for real.
0: And s- seeing how you've actually gone to like a comic con and other conventions, which do you prefer, like a game oriented convention or something like Comic Con where it's more like? nerd, everything encompassed?
1: Uh, it's tough to say because the Comic-Cons were kind of the big ones to start out with. You know, the comics are the oldest form, I'd say, of nerd media, like one of the older forms of nerd media because it consisted of, you know, paperbacks back in the, you know, 40s and 50s while all the video games and movies and stuff had to be electronic and, you know, you had to sell them in your house. Yeah. So, and you don't sell them in your house, it's not Mary Kay products, but you sell them and you (laughs) play them in your house. Um, So it's definitely the older one. So it's been around the longest. The comic conventions, and even like San Diego Comic Con has just sprawled into this, mutated into this other. I would say at this point, abomination. Because now it's just so corporate in Hollywood that their like entire companies are renting out. Like, if you've never been to a convention before, there's almost like blocks, if you will. Like it's like a city block, and to say there's like six to eight booths per block. And there's giant mega corporations that are just buying out the entire block and running a huge boot themselves, and kind of pushing other like uh, other people out so they can't have that panel. So it's now it's just everyone in San Diego is trying to push their next big movie and stuff, as opposed to like this, which it's you know it's just local guys who have a, the world's biggest NES collection, and yeah. they're just trying to you know sell you that one copy of Spanky the Monkey that you can't find <laughs> anywhere else.
0: Yeah, no, that sounds like it's like kind of screwing them over. I understand what you mean by an abomination. That's unfortunate. The only other convention um, I have on my radar for this year is uh, K Con 2015 in New York. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's uh, for K-pop. Go oh figure. God, <laughs> I'm going with my girlfriend. It's the and tick, tick. It's like everything though. I think it's like the whole culture encompassed. But it, the tickets were unbelievably expensive. But I, I'm still. I mean, I guess I'm excited. I'm excited for Girls' Generation, because they're, they're a good group, but everybody else I could care less about.
1: I'm amazed by some of the ticket prices, because, you know, it is true, you can't find some of the stuff anywhere else. Like, today it was $30 for a ticket. Uh, today, I think the three-day pack was like 130 or something, or 120 Yeah. And, uh, what else? The thing I didn't get, though, was for a single ticket tomorrow and Sunday... Sunday's usually the wind-down day when, like, everyone's leaving and half the stuff's already gone, so there's not too many people here. It was 18 which I understand it's cheaper. But they also had a family four-pack set, which was $13. So you could buy a four-pack and only come by yourself and still Four save $5. Oh, wow. That's... What? I was super confused. The, the, once again, the pricing of this stuff doesn't make any sense to me. But... Yeah.
0: Well, let me fill you in on KCON tickets. It was 175 for the second-best <laughs> tier. Yeah. And that wasn't including fees. So yeah, I spent a fortune. But (laughs) and I'm assuming the act I'm going for is their set is only
1: going to be like 25 minutes. So kill me now, but it's okay. (laughs) Wow, even Wizard World's not that bad. Like yeah, jeez. But it makes. I mean, I guess because I actually not sure how much they would have at KCON for you know uh, merchandise and that stuff. But is it a lot? Everything Korean culture is what my girlfriend's saying, if you guys can't hear her. Oh, yeah, she's here, and I'm sure the subwoofer's playing chiptune is blaring her out if you're not fo- two feet away from the mic. And she's suffocating from all the BO. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you'll get a lot of it, yeah. They actually say at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, you get the nerd flu, because it's just <laughs> from touching everyone, and like whether you want to or not, people are rubbing past you trying to get by, and y- you're going to get sick. Like, just all right, this is making me want it. to get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, don't come if you're agoraphobic or claustrophobic (laughs) or germophobic or racist. We just don't want that. None of that. No. Hope you like listening to us at Too Many Games. It's a gaming convention up at Oaks, PA. So if you're around the PA, New Jersey, New York sort of area, and you're looking for a you know small time, not as colossal as like San Diego Comic Con, it's not too overwhelming, but it's a nice you know comfortable gaming convention. They got a ton of stuff for the size of it, and we actually got to meet a few developers, and a few. I think there was a few YouTube gamers there or something.
0: Yeah, definitely. It was a nice crowd. The community was great, A really a, a great uh, turnout. Overall, it's a really fun time if you ever get a chance to check it out.
1: But a um, little tip for anyone who is going to a convention, make sure to browse around, because I was telling Doug that I found a copy of Gun for the original Xbox for $7, And at the same table, I found another copy of it for the original Xbox for $5.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the case in a lot of uh, game stores, even like GameStop. I had a a situation where I found one copy of of the same game that was marked $10 less went to the counter with that one and got away with it. So that felt great. So it it definitely happens, but especially, yeah. And not in your case, you found it in the same bin. I feel like if you just browse the entire convention, you might even find even less than that. So it just depends. You got to really hunt for what you're looking for.
1: Yeah. I'm sure like they got hundreds, if not thousands of games there, but you know, everyone's selling kind of the same stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, the, Let me tell listeners about some of the things I picked up. I didn't really get a big haul, but I did find um, a copy of Beyond Two Souls uh, for only 15 bucks, and I felt like that's not a bad price for that game, and I have yet to play it, and I'm a big fan of Heavy Rain, as most of you guys already know. So I started playing that, and let me tell you, it's fucking great.
1: It's the game that actually has Ellen Page in it, and not The Last of Us that just stole her look.
0: Yeah, I honestly... I remember when those games both were coming out, I, I completely had them confused. I couldn't tell them apart because I was like, Oh, Ellen Page is in both of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is actually like, uh, sort of like, uh, what is it? LA Noir that actually did the motion capture for their faces. So Willem Dafoe and Ellen Page both are in it and they actually like model their characters after their faces.
0: Yeah. They look like them. It's, you could tell like when you're playing the game, you're like, I know these people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's Juno and that's the green goblin. This exactly.
0: Game. Oh my God. That is exactly how I put that together. When I first started playing the game, I'm like, how do I know them as actors and actresses? Oh, that's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember when Beyond Two Souls came out, it was kind of a letdown because of the hype from Heavy Rain. And it kind of had that little back and forth between Last of Us, which was amazing. Um, but I think for $15, you might have gotten a s- steal there.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's a game I always wanted, so I'm happy with it, and I'm looking forward to see ha- seeing how it pans out. It's like, so far, let me just... I don't want to do any spoilers, but this is really early in the game, but this is a scenario that I was in. So, if you don't know the premise of uh, Beyond Two Souls, the main character has, like, some kind of paranormal uh, ability that I don't... This is how I'm looking at it. It seems like there's another soul living inside of her, like, some other person named Aiden, and she can tell this soul to go do things. So, like, for instance, it could go travel through, like, it's ethereal, so it could go through walls and, like, but then it can actually interact with uh physical objects, like, push things and stuff. So, I'm at a party with people I don't want to be at a party with. They end up, like, not kidnapping me, but they throw me into a closet and lock me in there. I'm miserable. I send Aiden out, and Aiden unlocks me out of the closet, and then... I'm given the option as all those games are like it's like do you want to get revenge or do you just want to leave and I'm the kind of gamer where it's like fuck it I don't really care there's no remorse I'm going to fucking get revenge and show these motherfuckers who they're dealing with cuz I I have that ability why wouldn't I so I ended up like throwing couches at people and like setting the house on fire eventually so it was it was really I don't know maybe I shouldn't have done that but then again <laughs> I don't really give a fuck. I'm looking forward to seeing what those consequences have in store for me as the game unfolds.
1: It's tricky with games like that. Um, actually, I don't know if this game has it, but games that have like a morality clause and a morality system in it, um, like infamous where it's like, oh, you can set this building on fire. It's like, but they're going to bite you in the ass and hunt you down for doing it. Cause now you're giving the cops like reason f- to be afraid of you. Yeah. But I feel like in Beyond Two Souls, it's kind of in the situation where like the cops are hunting you no matter what and They're coming at you full force, like, from the very beginning. So, this is just, do you want to have a little fun by, you know, terrorizing kids, or do you not want to have fun?
0: Yeah, do you want to get back at the people that were just complete assholes to you? Absolutely. Yeah. So...
1: I can't imagine there's too many people who didn't take that option.
0: Well, that's... Well, then again, though, it kind of wasn't apparent, like obviously the main character, I don't even know her name because I'm just terrible with that, but I'm going to call her Ellen. Yeah. Ellen's like telling Aiden, like, oh, stop. You have to, like, that's enough. You've like tortured them enough, but like you're, you're controlling Aiden. So it doesn't really matter if she's telling you no. And then I was just searching the room to see like all the different things I could destroy. Cause like the way the game works, there's like a little like glowing orb that you can approach. And that indicates you can interact with this object. So then I don't think, it depends on if people notice that there was an orb by the stove, because I went over the stove and just lit that shit, and she's like, stop, stop, and I'm like, just, and then all of a sudden the house is burning, I was like, oh, okay, well, I should probably go now.
1: <laughs> I feel like if I had, like, Aiden, like, following me around, I'd be like the Emperor from Star Wars. She's like, yeah. do it, let the hate flow through thee, kill
0: him. <laughs> Seriously. Well, that's the thing, she, she, I think that's how... Her role, she ends up joining the CIA to like use her power, I guess, for good. I'm not sure if that's the truth or not, but we'll see how it pans out.
1: The CIA—is it ever really good? <laughs> yeah, that's where—that's
0: why I was like really questioning. Like, did I really want to say that?
1: And for the CIA operative listening to us right now, I apologize. Do not drone yeah. strike my house.
0: Yes, we want to just have a podcast. Don't shut us down.
1: <laughs> I think they passed some sort of clause recently. Edward Snowden was doing like a big not press door, because he's like a fugitive, but he's doing like a big, uh, outspoken, I don't know, campaign to try and, uh, let everyone vote for this bill that would stop the freedom act. That would essentially make it illegal for the, what NSA to spy on everybody. And everyone's just like, yeah, you can make it illegal. It's not going to stop them though. Like they're spying on other countries and it's illegal.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, uh, um, oh, well- Oh, let me just say, though, quick, there's, like, one other thing I ended up buying there, and I'm trying to find it in this bag here, uh, It's it's gotta be, there it is, fucking, so I ended up getting two Genesis games, and the oh, funny yeah. thing is, it was this guy who had a table, and he's like, seriously, man, I just wanna get rid of this shit now, I'll just, uh, just, anything's a dollar, and I was <laughs> like, oh, I was like, sweet, so I was like, and the only thing he didn't have that many, but the one game that I ha- didn't own and I was excited to try was Sonic 3D Blast. So that'll be interesting. And then he was like, and since you just bought bought a game, I'll throw in one for three. And he threw me National Hockey Night. So, <laughs> <laughs> so fucking righteous. I'm really pumped to pop those those
1: cartridges in. Okay, I was a little suspicious why you bought National Hockey Night, but you got. A oh no, no, movie that
0: movie. was a freebie. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I didn't realize how much, like, it was a gaming convention, but it's more, any nerd convention has now just become a full nerd culture convention, because there's booths just for, like, action figures and just for, like, plushies and stuff. I'm thinking, like, shit, maybe I can come here next year and unload all my old action figures I can't get rid of.
0: No, I think that's a great idea, honestly.
1: Because I know someone out there is hunting down for the main bad guy from the Mighty Ducks animated series, and I got that figure. That's crazy. I don't know his I, got, I should sell
0: my Dragon Ball Z guys. <laughs> oh,
1: I got a bunch. Do, they, do you think they want a yakon with a broken tail, and you got the like, <laughs> plastic inside of them so it rattles around, and I can't get it out? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I feel but, I feel bad because like I want to donate these toys, but like so many of them are broken and just like beat up. I'm just, like I don't want like I don't want to give kids that don't have toys shittier toys. Like
0: good point. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Anyway, I guess, um, well, that was my haul. Did you end up buying anything before you left?
1: Yeah, I got a a game I was actually going to keep it under wraps because I was going to give it as a gift and surprise a buddy of mine.
0: Oh, hopefully he doesn't listen. Yeah,
1: but uh, I won't say what it is, but it was a game that I was surprised it was only $13 because I know the sequel to it is notoriously expensive.
0: Yeah, I actually know which game this is, so if listeners want to know, just fucking tweet us.
1: Yeah, (laughs) well, you know, just in case he listens. I don't want to say it on air. Um, But I figured this is also a good time to, you know, talk about the E3 games and the whole convent, a whole show that E3 is.
0: Yeah. I was uh derailing it already, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I figured it's a good time since we've gotten a little, you know, hindsight on, we got a little perspective since we've taken a break and we weren't, you know, I know a few podcast gaming podcasts do like, uh, you know, anticipation of E3 and they try to guess what's going to be on in the show. And then they do a post E3 episode where they get like, talk about what was discussed. But even now we got a little, you know, separation from it and we can see how it plays out. Cause I know Batman Arkham Knight was definitely featured at E3. And since then it's been released and you can buy a copy of it. And for the PS4, a buddy of mine has it and he loves it. He thinks it's great. But for the, Everyone's probably heard already, if you're into the gaming world at all, the huge blowback Warner Brothers is getting for the PC port of Arkham Knight and how it's just shit.
0: Oh, what's the main complaint?
1: Uh, there's so many. The game keeps crashing, apparently. There's a good amount of glitches. Like, I saw a screenshot of, I think Mr. Freeze is in it, and you just see Batman standing there. Mr. Freeze's entire body is like stretched out, like Slenderman or something. Like, it's weird. Uh... Um, a big one for especially PC gamers is that it's locked at 30 frame FPS. So 30 frames per second. And Ew. one of the biggest like triumphs and like badges of honor of being a PC gamer is you can run it at 60. Like, exactly. So the fact that you have to play it on shittier graphics, like mandatory pissed a lot of people off. And they've actually suspended sales of Arkham Knight for PC because of how much like controversy and backlash they're getting for it.
0: Holy shit. Wow. I didn't see that coming. That's insane.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to try and fix it and make a better copy of it or what, but I know I got Arkham City and Arkham Asylum both on PC and they're great. Like I have no problems with them at all.
0: Well, that's a shame then. Cause so you can't like just go on to the next one then.
1: I mean, I also have copies both for, uh, I think the PlayStation or maybe my Xbox, but I found them on humble, humble bundle, uh, you know, maybe a year ago. I was just like, shit, they're so cheap. Let me just get them for the PC. Yeah. so that Pretty way, cool. That way if I move, I can still bring along Arkham City and Asylum because they're some of the best games I've ever played.
0: Nice. I guess, well, one thing I want to say about E3, I I think my favorite f- coverage of E3 is obviously the attack. We've had Alex and Yniv on the show already, yeah, yeah. but they, they did this one nice little wrap-up segment called the Attackies where they hand out awards for different things, like the best and worst of uh, of E3 this year. So I'm going to include a YouTube link to that in our show notes, because that is a great, like, a 20 minutes of, like, you're going to be cracking the fuck up. They do it so good. It feels like an attack of the show for anyone who used to enjoy that. So you'll have a good time checking that out. But some uh, the one thing that that video reminded me of, uh, were you tuning in live for any of the conferences? Because the one, I think, uh, I guess it must have been Sony, because it was Uncharted, He, like, stalled the fuck out for so long. It was so awkward. That one demo of uh, the new Uncharted, did you see that?
1: No, the only actual live coverage I saw was Bethesda, like, the very first night.
0: Oh, dude, it was so fucking funny, because, like, everyone there was, like, had the, like, biggest boner for Uncharted, and it was like, here it is, guys, and, like, the the video starts, like, it's like, the gameplay is starting, and it's just Nathan Drake standing there, like, just, like, kind of, like, slouched over, just, like, standing there, and everyone's like, okay... Whoever has a controller can start playing now. But it's just like, I think it was just like a video demo. So it wasn't like someone standing there playing. And like, it just, it just didn't work. It was so strange. Like he just stood there for a good like 30, 40 seconds. Everyone's like, what the fuck are we watching? And then eventually like they like started the whole thing over again. And it was like super awkward. Everyone was like, what just happened? So it was strange. But I just think it goes to show that how, how much power and how much of a demand that game has that it just like kind of fucked up.
1: Yeah, I've actually heard there's like, you know, little controversy about that because people were wondering if it was all a video um played through and it wasn't live and <laughs> that the Sony purposely put in like a glitch to make it seem like it's live, like hey, we got problems, this is live, we can't help it, or if they actually planned ahead and like purposely did that.
0: Wow, that is some uh conniving shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, conspiracy theorists. The fact that there's no evidence proves that there's a conspiracy theory sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but I think the general consensus is they were going to play it live. They played it for a bit and something glitched out. And then when it went black, they came back with a video feed. At least that's what people are thinking because of how, how clean and clear cut the driving was in like the driving video segment. Yeah. They were saying he wasn't drifting off the road at all. He didn't hit anything. And granted, these people who demo them have played them, you know, for countless hours before making sure they don't mess up, but there's always going to be some human error.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: But I remember watching the Bethesda um conference I was just talking with my buddy on through Steam and we were both just big waiting for the fallout 4 cuz you knew it was coming. They yeah. prepped it ahead of time. and there's like, "Oh hey, check this out. We got Doom." And it's like, "Shut up, Phil. Or Pete, we don't care about Doom. We want Fallout." <laughs> like me and him were just screaming at our monitors cuz we're just like, "You know what we want. We don't care. Just give us what we want." Yeah, and, they and just honestly, it out so far, but god, it was worth it.
0: I wonder if people are excited for doom. I, I I know a bunch of people probably are, but I just think a handful aren't.
1: (laughs) I personally am not because I was never a big fan of it to begin with. And it's also just another first person shooter. But from what I saw of it, everything looked like it was just a video and on rails. Like this is clearly the, I forget the exact word they use for it, but yeah, the E3 sort of like cinematic trailer they gave you and demo. Um, it shows some of the multiplayer footage that looked like actual gameplay and it looked pretty cool. But, you know, it's not a game I'm super close to and I'm not super excited for it myself. Cause it's like, hey, here's the big nemesis. It's a skeleton with a backpack. It's like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You're going into the depths of hell. I think it'd be cooler than, you know, a skeleton with a, you know, rocket launcher jetpack or whatever it had. But yeah. know, that's just me.
0: No, I hear you. Um, there were a few that caught my attention, and I'm pretty excited for. Specifically, um, Dark Souls Three. I was kind of, mm-hmm. I, I kind of was expecting that, and and I'm excited for it. But I wasn't expecting that it's going to be available next year, like really early. I think it's like spring of 2016. It's like holy shit, you guys just put out Bloodborne. That's yeah. intense.
1: I heard the dude, who, like the main guy, heading off the Dark Souls and Demon Souls, like that whole franchise. He's just like a monster, and just super productive, and just knocks these out.
0: That's great to hear as a fan. So keep like give that guy some cocaine or something.
1: (laughs) Sounds like he's already on it.
0: (laughs) But um, and then another one that surprised me that I wasn't expecting, I know nothing of, is a game called Nog, uh, G N O G. Have you heard of that, or to see the trailer for that?
1: No, I just watched it right before we start recording it. I know yeah. nothing about this and after watching the trailer I still know nothing. <laughs> That's
0: how I feel, but regardless of knowing nothing, I am extremely interested and I would throw money at this because it's just visually entertaining and exciting. What the best way to put it is like it's like a a a simple color palette in a game that I guess I don't even know what the objective is to be honest. It just looks like different settings like maybe one's a house one's a face and then your character is in this really intricate trippy looking environment and i'm assuming you're gonna probably have to navigate through it and do something but just judging by the the way the trailer was it really was kind of what the fuck how is this a game so i'm interested to see more about that
1: yeah that's definitely one of those weird ones but it's being done by uh, double fine which is tim Schafer's production company so almost everyone agrees that he's one of the best and it should be good. Though I've well, I was gonna say recently, but this was probably months ago at this point. I beat uh Broken Age, which is one of the newer double find games. And I wasn't super happy about it. Like it wasn't as good as I was expecting it to be.
0: Oh really? What was um your main complaint?
1: It was a point and click and it was just really simplistic. It was like a two D side scroller at most times. And the whole thing has a, a beautiful art style that's almost like it's all done in chalk almost. It like, it's amazing how much of it is done with that style. Oh, wow. Um, and the main character is voiced by Elijah Wood. Uh, another, pr- the other main character is voiced by someone else. Uh, Will Wheaton's in it. Like there's some big names in it. There's some heavy hitters. Um, uh, basically he plays a girl who is being forced into this ritual of being sacrificed to this monster that comes by. And so these teenage girls get sacrificed to the monster, so the monster doesn't destroy everything in their city. Interesting. And, and then, and the other time, to- at the same time, you're playing as another character who's a boy trapped on a spaceship, and it's basically like, uh, it's basically like his plan. It's basically like he was Superman. Like his planet was being destroyed, and they sent him off in a spaceship. And as far as you can tell, you're human, and everything on the ship is robots. And I won't spoil anything, but I feel like a lot of the puzzles were very unintuitive. Like it would take in a long time to have thought of that, like figured it out without using a walkthrough. And it just there's no kind of clues. Like I know in some puzzle games, if you don't figure it out, they'll like highlight an object you're supposed to use or give you a little hint. But there's none. So like if you couldn't figure it out, you were just screwed. And I was very impressed by the way they tie the story together using these two drastically different storylines and like tying them up. So I enjoyed it, but as a game, I, I didn't think it was that great. It was very, very much so of me just waiting around until the animation stopped and then me running back and forth and back and forth and back and forth <laughs> and just, like, retracing my steps, and I was just like, you know what, um, alright, let me just finish this. Like, I'm already close to the end, so I was already tired of it before I beat it.
0: Gotcha. Okay, well that's a an honest review.
1: Yeah, I mean, I... Like I said, I loved the story and I loved the art style, but as a game itself, I don't think it worked too well.
0: Okay. Interesting. Well, I'm I'm interested to see if Nog lives up to that or not, or if it does better or not. Um, two others that really caught my attention, and like this is the ones that are like really striking nerves with me. Kingdom Hearts three and The Last Guardian. I was which you, amazed which, you
1: didn't bring it off sooner. Which
0: you told me was never going to happen. Like I just not even like five episodes ago. So I am so fucking ready. I I can't even believe that. I, it, literally my jaw was on the floor. People were like, I remember the ch- chat stream I was watching it on that everyone was like, it's going to be last guardian. It's going to be last guardian. And I was like, ah, don't just get my hopes like that. <laughs> don't don't like toy. Me. Yeah. Don't toy with my emotions. And then it was, and I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So I can't wait to get my hands on that. And kingdom hearts three, like, fuck them a little bit though because <laughs> because right before they did that they were they're like oh we all know you. we're like we're getting your dick hard for kingdom hearts 3 we're getting it real hard but now right before we show it we're going to show you this mobile game we're doing or something and it was like kingdom hearts x or unchained or something yeah, and it's yeah. like chibi looking bullshit it just <laughs> doesn't look fucking fun or anything and i swear to god everyone in the audience just like went completely silent and when like they were supposed to clap like no one did <laughs> they're just like they're just like, no, we're just saying, fuck you right now. Give us Kingdom Hearts 3. No one gives a shit about that. You're just wasting all your time and money because no one's going to buy it. And if if there is an audience for that, they can just go fuck themselves because nobody cares. We've been waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, I don't even know the amount of years it's been, but it feels like 10 plus.
1: Ugh. Yeah, that was like at the Bethesda conference. I, I can't even tell you what the game is, but it was some sort of like, hey, we're trying a new online like mobile sort of game. And it's, it was just basically like, uh, a Team Fortress clone, but less stylized. Like, almost like they were trying to do like, I don't know, different countries mashing together and like fighting. And it was just a Team Fortress clone. And they're like, Hey, this is really cool. And she's like, Oh my God. No one cares. Give us fault. Like, yeah, give yeah, us fault.
0: Exactly. Want. That's where, I, that's where it was the exact same feeling of just like, are you guys fuck? You guys are literally fucking with us. Right?
1: Like- <laughs> yeah. They're just holding it off.
0: Oh, man. One, uh, one game specifically in the Sony ring that's, I think, an exclusive that looked pretty interesting to me. I'm sure a lot of people are going to talk shit on it, but it was, uh, what the hell was it called? Um, Horizon... Horizon Zero Dawn. And that's, like, a game... Did you see the trailer for that?
1: No, I'll be honest with you, I kind of just waited for everyone else to filter out the stuff for E3 for me.
0: (laughs) Oh, dude, well, this is one you're going to want to check out the trailer for. I'm interested to see if you find it, uh cool or not the premise though i mean the graphics obviously it's an e3 game so they look fucking amazing and the the idea is i guess it's thousands of years in the future and it's like post-apocalyptic yet there's like these how do i put this like robot dinosaurs pretty much giant robot dinosaurs and you're like these like tribal people trying to take them out with like bow and arrows and shit so it's like turok meets something i don't even fucking know But it looks kind of interesting, and it's kind of like a Shadow of the Colossus feel in the sense it's like, oh, you're going to take on these, like, big beasts, but instead of them being, like, flesh and blood, it's just, like, cyborgs.
1: It seems like it's kind of like if Skynet took over and wiped out all of, like, humans, and then they stopped for a while, and, like, a comet came and wiped Skynet out, so Skynet had to re-evolve from, like, you know, the primordial ooze, like, they had to start from the very beginning, and then it turns out there was a cave of humans still alive.
0: Exactly. That's what it... I think I get a similar vibe.
1: It's definitely interesting.
0: Yeah, so that's why and, yeah, suck on that, Xbox One (laughs) fans. (laughs) No, I mean, seriously, that's all we really have so far, so I don't really know, but it's interesting.
1: Put that in your pipe and fuck it. (laughs) Is that how that saying goes? (laughs) Sort of. (laughs) Close enough. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there's a... This has definitely been one of the better E3s in, I'd say, years, because I remember the last few, I've just been very lackluster to just straight up disappoint it, like you know, it got me to like a meh to like this sucks. Like I never really got super excited from stuff. But it seems like this E three, every single conference had something fucking awesome.
0: Oh, well this this just puts the this hits the nail on the head with that. Uh Shenmu three.
1: it got what, I think half of its uh funded Kickstarter, like the first day it was out. Yeah. It and was it's like three million and it's already st- Completely past that.
0: Yes. And that's what I mean. That just goes to show the overwhelming support of people being like, uh, take my money.
1: (laughs) But it's interesting because they've even said, the developer said, like, this isn't all the money. Like, this isn't all the money we're going to need to make a Shenmue 3. Like, I think someone said the first Shenmue back in whenever it came out in the 90s or early 2000s, like, costed 15 million. What
0: in fuck's name?
1: Oh, I mean, these games are incredibly expensive, which is why you can kind of understand why Ubisoft is like, hey, let's just keep knocking out Assassin's Creed because we know this will make its money back versus trying a new IP that, you know, might flop. Yeah. Yeah. I never played Shenmue. I really have no idea what it is. And clearly I'm missing out because a lot of people love it. it
0: that's like. where that's where I am, but I just do remember in the Dreamcast days, I had buddies that would play it, and I've seen gameplay, and I found it interesting, but I just, I have never sat down and experienced it front to end, which I need to do.
1: Yeah, just seeing the kind of trailer and the little screen grabs they've teased us with to, like, so, show, like, hey, we've made some progression with them, but we need your help. Like, I'm looking at them, I'm just like, it still just reminds me of Dreamcast. Like, it still reminds me of, like, the weird mannequin people.
0: I think that's what they want, though, because I think that's what the fans are going to be, like, excited for. Like, what know. they're used to.
1: I don't know, just playing after after playing game like Last of Us, where it's like, oh my god, they they seem real. Like, it's so good. Yeah, and then even, going to that, where it's kind of like, eh, this is weird.
0: Even in Beyond Two Souls, like, there was, like, a close-up on Ellen Page, and I could see her fucking, like, uh, unibrow hairs. Like, I was <laughs> like, oh, they should have, like, tweezed those. I'm like, it's a game. Like, they wanted that there.
1: <laughs> I mean... you know, flaws show, you know, human vulnerability, but (laughs) I didn't know Ellen Page had a unibrow.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, she must have just let it loose a little bit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a little peach fuzz going.
0: Yeah, but that's what I mean, though. This E3, I, I think that uh solidifies your statement of e- this E3 being better than others. Games that people never thought would ever happen. La- Last Guardian, Shenmue 3, like, there's, like, big titles that just, like, they happened, and it was, like, a big... It's, like, the gaming community is celebrating right now.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, they're making another Adventure Time game, and it breaks my heart. Because oh, why is that? I got the one for the DS. Uh, hey, Ice King... Uh, Don't steal our garbage or something like that. Some really long, stupid title. Okay. Um, and I remember following the creator, Pendleton Ward, on Twitter, like while he was making the game or while they were talking about it. And he's like, Oh yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to have it where you can switch between Jake and Finn. And when you're, uh, Jake, he gets really big and makes like a small pocket in his back for Finn to jump in. And then when you're, uh, Finn, Jake shrinks down and jumps in your back pocket. You can, like, it reminded me of like a full Metal Alchemist game where you can switch between the two like brothers almost. I was like, man, this could be fucking sick. And then the game came out and I just pre-ordered it, like without even thinking. And it sucked. Like uh. it just was really bland, really repetitive and like eight bit style. And it's just like, man, what the hell happened? Like I'm sure it was something to do with the company and the developers and the distributor, uh, distributors and stuff because Pendleton Ward is a huge gamer himself. And I'm like, I know he wouldn't have wanted this. But yeah. He, that's he a clearly shame. had plans and it, something changed. And I was just like, man. And as it is, it seems like all the adventure time games kind of suck. It oh seems man. Like that's really where they're falling short.
0: Interesting. Well, I'd be looking forward to see if they ever have a good one.
1: I mean, so would I, but I'm not, you know, optimistic. Breath. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Well, that, it's funny. So that's a second adventure time game in that same realm. There's another South Park game coming out. Uh, the fractured butthole.
1: (laughs) This I didn't even hear about until like a week after E3. Like that's how much stuff there is at E3 this year that the South Park sequel like wasn't even in the top, uh, grouping of them. Oh yeah. But I am so fucking excited.
0: I thought so. I was going to ask you, did you play, um, the stick of truth?
1: Yeah. And I easily say it's one of the best if not the, like, TV show-to-game uh, games. It's amazing. And, like, Penn Ward, uh, Matt Stone, and Troy Parker, I probably mix those up, the creators of South Park are also huge gamers, so they know what they want in games. And I know with the Stick of Truth, they actually had a huge, like, Skyrim, like, narrative and, like, subplot to the whole game. Huh. And if you played it, they call you the Dovahkiin, and you do a dragon shout, but it's actually just you unleashing a huge fart. So there is clearly Skyrim stuff still in it, but they had to cut out a huge part of the plot, and that's why the Stick of Truth is actually pretty short, uh, at least shorter than people expected.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, but that's one game that's not really, it's not really a, you know, RBG and not really a game that really changes all that much when you play multiple times, but I probably played it like three times because I just loved it. They yeah. nailed it.
0: Nice. I'll definitely have to give that a shot. Um, Did you hear what the fractured butthole is about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I've watched the trailer and it's kind of them uh, still playing the Lord of the Rings characters, like the medieval fantasy uh, characters they have. I think they even had a D&D episode one time, and they run up. They're like, "Oh, we have to, you know, get back." is it the stick of truth or is it some other magical item for their role playing or we have to get it back from whoever stole it. And they run up and they find butters and he's like, I am professor chaos. And he's laughing and all that. And he's like, I stole your shit. And they're like, Oh, Oh, Oh wait, this is the wrong game. You see them run off screen and they come back all in their superhero clothes. (laughs) So it's, it looks like it's going to be a transition between them being in the D and D role playing uh, scenarios to them being their superhero characters that were I think it was like a three episode series where like they're all superheroes and Carmen's the coon and he friends Cthulhu and
0: yeah I remember those
1: yeah I think it's gonna be like a bit about those characters and uh, Kyle's kite man which just has to be the dumbest idea <laughs> and I love it
0: <laughs> definitely oh man that's awesome I'm looking forward to that as well then I'm um, um, so excited. All right, and this is the last one I am going to t- touch on for today. But the the other really exciting E three game of twenty fifteen for me was Star Wars Battlefront.
1: Uh, I I am so confused because they announced it and people were super pumped, like I was. Then they clarified what's actually going to be it. They said no more spot uh, space battles, and I think they said like half the maps, and like they were just cutting down on a lot of stuff that was in Battlefront 2.
0: I didn't hear that. That's actually kind of... That's that's pretty upsetting, actually. No space battles?
1: No space battles. And it was kind of, like, jarring because a lot of people were like, yeah, we're so excited. And they're like, hey, just to clarify, this is what we're promising you. It's like, oh, no. But then I saw the trailer and I was just like, fuck, they got me again. Like, now I'm yeah, for it. It because does
0: look beautiful.
1: There's no space battles, but you can fly, like, an X-Wing and the... um uh Shit, I'm forgetting what it's called for the... Uh, for the Empire.
0: Oh, um, TIE Fighters?
1: TIE Fighters, yeah. So there's like, uh, the battle at Hoth, and you got TIE Fighters chasing out X-Wings, X-Wings chasing out TIE Fighters, and you see that, you know, planes circling around the AT-AT's legs and like, tripping them over. So there's no like, strictly space battle, like solely space battle, but there's still, you're still able to pilot the ships and stuff in the actual battle, like over top of the other troops running around shooting each other.
0: See, I think what they're going to do then, in the future is keep the Battlefront name to the on the ground fighting with the ability to fly like yeah TIE fighters and X-Wings on the map but then they'll probably have a whole nother series or like I guess franchise I guess that's going to be focused on the air battles in space.
1: They've had a a few that were like the aerial based uh, games and I remember one of them was just like the controls were just garbage I think for whatever console it came out on but i think for pc you could change the controls and work better so i'm not sure that that very well might be what they're doing because who who who's it? ea i think is the publisher of that
0: yeah i believe so
1: and you know you know how great ea is with uh their franchises and how much they like to fuck those up
0: yeah oh well actually i guess this leads into the last thing then um I don't know if this is an EA game now that I think about it, but I'm not a real racing game kind of guy. I enjoy one franchise, and it just, for some reason, I just love it. Need for Speed was announced, and it looks fucking awesome. But the major complaint I was hearing is people being like, I hate how the camera moves. It makes me feel nauseous. And it's just like, and I kind of agree, like, even playing, what was it? Not Rivals, the one before that. uh Fuck, I forget. I think that was just called Need for Speed. But even still... The, the way the camera moves is really important. So I hope it's not like too upsetting.
1: Yeah. I've heard a few people get, uh, say they've gotten motion sickness from like first person games. Like if they're not actually playing it themselves, if they're watching someone else play it. But by far the most like motion sickness I've heard from video games is like racing games and, you know, flying simulators and stuff like that. Yeah. So I can definitely imagine that. I, I seem, it seems like racing games are a unique genre where it's like, there's not too many people casually into racing games. It's like, you're full force. You have the chair rig, like, your own steering wheel set up. Like, you're really into it, or you don't play them at all.
0: Yeah. See, I, I'm, like, in between somehow. I just, like, the only ones I really enjoy are, like, Need for Speed, and I'll do it occasionally. Like, I love crashing up a car and going really fast, but that's the extent of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I want to yell, my friends will whip out Mario Kart, but, you know, that's about as racing as I get. Yeah. Uh,
0: Alright, well I think that's a pretty good episode a good recap of our opinions on E3. Uh, Is there anything you want to say before we sign off? I think we should do some plugs quick too. uh,
1: Yeah, let me just see if I can run down a list of anything I'm super excited for because I'm just looking at a huge list now. Uh, There's ARC, uh, Survival Evolved, which is on I think Early Access on Steam right now um, which looks really cool. It's kind of like a survival simulator but you're like, one of the only humans on this weird arc spaceship sort of thing, and you're with dinosaurs, you can, like, train them or you have to fight them. And it looks like the most promising, but then again, there's been a lot of run of these dinosaur survival games, and they've all been in early access, and nothing really seemed to, pardon the pun, but evolved since. Like (laughs) They just seemed to, you know, kind of be stagnant. Yeah. So, hopefully that one's good. It seems like it's got the biggest promise, but yeah. We'll see. Uh Assassin's Creed Syndicate. No. Not even gonna bother. <laughs>
0: Assassin's Creed repetition.
1: Oh my god. Like it just looks copy and paste. Like it's set in Victorian England. You know, they're probably gonna tie in Jack the Ripper, but no, I just don't care anymore.
0: Oh, the music for that trailer was god awful too. Everyone was just like, What is this horrible shit?
1: Yeah, I think I think the majority of people are getting a really tired of Assassin's Creed. Like, I think there's more people sick of it now than are excited for it.
0: That's good. I was hoping that'd be the case sooner than later.
1: Yeah. Brothers A Tale of Two Sons. I'm pretty sure that's already out, and I'm pretty sure I've played it. Unless it's uh, a remastering or something. Um, that was fun. It, it wasn't super great. The controls kind of sucked for PC. There was, like, one key in particular you couldn't use. So it kind of bugged it up. What was that? Uh, the game, or no what
0: what key it
1: it was a key you didn't use too much it was like an interaction key with like uh like a crank so i remember there was a part where you're wheelbarrowing your sick father to like the doctor and you and the other brother had to like crank up this little elevator thing to lift them up and i had to keep tapping it and apparently for the console or the other platforms you had to tap it like maybe five times and it came up you know real simple but for the pc i remember like mashing my keyboard like you know grinding away the letters off the key to get it up because it was just i don't know why it just didn't really work interesting yeah it was like the one real glitch with the game and it just really bugged me um but the moral of brothers a tale of two sons the moral of that game is if you're a little shit everyone you love dies
0: that's Okay. that's what happens fair enough yep i'll do my best not to be a little shit
1: <laughs> uh cuphead has uh it's been around for a while, like, they've been announcing it, but it looks like uh, yeah. it looks like they're finishing it up soon, and I'm super excited for that. Yeah. It's basically a platformer in the style of Steamboat Willie, like the first Mickey Mouse. Exactly. Oh, man. And I've heard it's just horrendously difficult. Like, it's really hard.
0: That sounds right up my fucking alley.
1: <laughs> so I'm definitely excited to see where that goes. Uh Dark Souls 3 we talked about. Uh Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Oh, yeah. I really like the Human Evolution, so we'll see where that you know, it goes from there. Me too. Uh, Dishonored two. That's a game I'm super interested in seeing where they're taking it.
0: Uh, I have to finish the first one yet.
1: kind of like the stick of truth. The only real complaint I have is, is pretty short. Okay. And <laughs> kind of like Deus ex they give you the option of killing everybody or like tranquilizing everyone and not killing them. And, you know, besides the achievement for not killing everybody, there's real, no reason to do it. So it's kind of like, why not just get the, you know, go nuts and get the cool animation sequence of killing everybody, then yeah, then you know, paralyzing them and tranking them. Uh, let's see, Fable Legends. Not excited for that because Peter Muhieu has destroyed the Fable franchise.
0: Okay, he's involved with that. i never knew. He, honestly, that, is,
1: that was his like big. Uh, br- well, no, Black and White was his big break, I think, and then Fable was like really big, but I think Fable was all right because it was so young at least, I didn't hear about it. I didn't hear him hyping it up before the game came out. I just found the game and played it, so it was yeah. amazing for me. But apparently, even the first two Fables didn't live up to the hype he was saying it will be. So, oh. P- Peter Miley, he was a big dreamer that just never follows up on his stuff.
0: See, I just know from earlier in our episodes, we've talked about him because of Goddess and all of that, but i I found Fable, the original Fable, around the time I was playing like uh, Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind, and it was pretty much I was determining which game I'd like to play more, Morrowind or Fable, because they both had an awesome, like, medieval vibe, but we're, and were different enough. But, uh, that's just crazy that he's, he's associated with that or responsible for that is what I mean.
1: Yeah. But it's been like Fable, amazing. Fable two, people kind of all agree is the best. Like, that was a fucking great game. And then it's like Fable three, this is shit. Like, it's shit yeah. really weird. And then, like, I think, I think there's another one called, Fable Quest or something, and it was kind of trying, riding on the um, hype of the Xbox Connect, where you had to hold your hands out, and you were, like, a merchant.
0: So no. you, had to, you had to,
1: like, steer the reins of your horse carriage, and, like, you raise your hand up one way, you shot Magic, and you raise it. Up. I don't even know if that game came out. Like, I just heard of it, and no one wanted it, and then I've never heard of anything else. Uh, Fable Legends seems like it's kind of a spinoff of, like, sort of that Evolve gameplay, where it's, like, four players versus one and the one is like the bad guy setting up like traps in the dungeon and the four other players have to run through and try and beat them. It's, it's interesting. I'll see what happens. I'm definitely not buying it right away. Uh, but if it wasn't like Peter Malyu hyping up all of these games so much, these games could be great. Like if, you know, they had a reasonable PR person, these games could be fine. But they got him out here like saying it's the like next messiah incarnated of games. It's just like, dude. Like, you're letting everyone down.
0: Yeah, it just sounds like he's a little fool of himself.
1: He's very much so full of himself. Uh Fable 4, or Fable 4, Uh Fallout 4. <laughs> just, like, I'm rock hard. I'm so excited for that game. Because it's just, like, if they took fall- Fallout and mixed it with Mass Effect, like, my favorite video game franchise, I'm just like, yes! Yeah. And then the main story is you're a guy who survives the vault, and you come out as the sole survivor of the vault after 200 years. So somehow you survive for 200 years underground. And I was like, oh, so it's Fallout plus Mass Effect plus Avatar The Last Airbender, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. So I'm just like, yes!
0: Nice, dude, so nice. So Um
1: Fallout Shelter, which they make it for Android. I'd love to play it. Just give me the game. Bethesda. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Not super excited for. I'll see how it is, but it seems like it's more of a fanboy game like it's for the people who live and die by that game like not that franchise that specific game
0: i'm really interested to see though when it's all said and done if those real diehard ff7 fans are going to be like this is as good or better or if they're going to go as far to say as i like the original more (laughs) because i think that's going to be the consensus about of a lot
1: i mean there's definitely going to be a group that is going to say the original is better no matter what like yeah it could be a fully immersive VR game, like the perfect sort of game, and they'll be like, nah, the original's better. It's like, yeah. You ungrateful little prick. <laughs> <laughs> then again, I'm telling these people, like, they're ungrateful, and then I'm complaining about, like, oh, this game sucks, it's, you know, I'm just you know, rattling off which ones just aren't good, so <laughs> I'm not one to talk.
0: Yeah, no, none of us are, fuck it.
1: <laughs> uh, Gang Beast is, uh, I think the early access is out on Steam, and it's kind of like, a Almost wrestling-like fighter, but you just play as these big, like, doofy characters, and you just, like, it's kind of those, like, Quop and, like, I am bread sort of games where the controls are, like, weird, and they're not really, like, super, uh, corresponding to the character's movements, but they're, they're not supposed to be. Like, it's supposed to be hard, and you're basically playing as, like, just big, fat, like, character, like, dudes, and you're just trying to throw each other out of the ring and, like, off the, you know, guardrails for whatever level you're on. And it looks, that's also being done by Double Fine, and it looks just really silly and like a great party game. Nice. I can't imagine it'll be too expensive either, so it'll be probably a good price. Gears of War 4? No, never. Big fan of the Gears of War franchise. Uh, God of War 3 Remastered? No, don't need it. I think the graphics still hold up. I don't think a remastering is needed. Guitar Hero Live, or as some people are calling it, Guitar Hero Anxiety. Because you get to play Guitar Hero, but look at the faces of everyone you're disappointing when you mess up.
0: Oh, no. Dude, that's going to be me in a few weeks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, instead of looking at the band on stage, you play for, like, first-person perspective of, I guess, the guitarist. And they have, like, live feed, like, live recorded feed of people, like, cheering you if you're doing good. And then people, like, booing you and, like, glaring at you if you're messing up. That
0: is horrifying. Like everyone agree- is-
1: Everyone agrees. Why would you ever want that? Like, it's... That's, no, just, no that's one wants that. that's
0: too realistic. It's like, I mean, obviously they're going for like, yeah, you want to feel like a rock star, but then it's like, now you're in the shoes of one. Doesn't it suck? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I I, I like the Guitar Hero style too, like the like sort of overblown, like crazy, exaggerated characters. Like I enjoyed that, and they took all of that away. So it's like now you have no reason for me to come back.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that also they're competing with Rock Band, which Rock Band took a more realistic spin on it all. So who knows if that even is still a factor.
1: Yeah, I think Rock Band's trying to come back with like, oh, you can actually learn how to play guitar. from Now it's trying to be like a guitar I know. teaching game. It's
0: which- that same with that Smith guitar, whatever guitar the fuck Smith, it was. Yeah. yeah, that's so dumb. I just think... Just learn how to play the goddamn instrument. <laughs> like uh, seriously, go get lessons. Fuck a video game teaching you how to do it. I don't think that's the way to go at all. You're never gonna hear like ten years from now like this guy who's like the biggest rock star ever. And he's like, I started playing by playing on Guitar Smith, and it's like, no, you didn't. You fucking retard. Like, you...
1: <laughs> uh. yeah, if you're not committed enough to go out and get like an actual guitar teacher, like. You probably should be playing an instrument.
0: Exactly. I think it's just, it's pretty much a laughing stock amongst actual guitarists in that community, like, but whatever.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Just Cause 3, uh, Just Cause 2 was just, it's what it is. It's just crazy, stupid fun. It's like a Saints Row, uh, mashed together with, uh, Uncharted. Like, it's just great. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3, you already talked about. Uh, let's see what else. Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, which is, like, a mix between the Mario and Luigi games they had for, like, the DS and Game Boy Advance, mixed with, like, Paper Mario. Uh, I don't have a 3DS, but it definitely looks like a fun game, and I'm sure everyone who has one is definitely going to get it, because it looks like one of the cornerstones. Mass Effect, uh, Andromeda. So pumped! I was just going to so ask you. Excited. I knew
0: they they had a Mass Effect title. I didn't hear anything about it. What's what's Andromeda have to do with anything?
1: Andromeda is the closest galaxy we have to our own.
0: Well, I know that, but is that is it playing off of that?
1: It kind of is because they've said this is years into the future, like not like five, like maybe like two hundred or something, like a good amount. And it's not Shepard. In the trailer, they show someone with a N7 armor and a mask, but this is clearly new armor. Still, the Spectre program of N7, um, but it's they said it's completely different characters, so you know, if you're ever gonna run into a similar looking face, it's gonna be like the great, great, great grandkids of someone. So, I, it's one of my favorite franchises, I don't care what it is, I'm pumped. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, surprised you didn't bring that one up.
0: Yeah, I feel like. Did we talk about that on another episode? I think we did, but I'm excited for it, no matter what. I think what.
1: we talk, talked about it a bit without n- like knowing all the information.
0: Yeah, we talked about it with Press Continue, and I was kind of saying, oh, I'm disappointed that it's a reboot. But it's not a reboot in the sense that it's a remake. I was just confused.
1: Well, because I've read stuff now that's saying it's definitely like a prequel. Like, it's giving you... Uh- Faith's, like, story before the events of Real uh, But
0: State. there's articles out there being like, it's not a prequel, so it's like, I don't know what to believe. We'll see. Yeah,
1: it's still confusing. Yeah. Uh, no Man's has gotten a lot of hype, but, you know, it seems like it's just gonna be Spore, where you just travel to different alien planets, and it gets tiring very quickly. <laughs> like, you just see the same wacky penis-shaped aliens that everyone else makes. <laughs> how, how many walking penises can you get, can you see until you get tired of it?
0: Um, I ask myself that often.
1: <laughs> uh, they're making a, another Walking Dead game for uh, Telltale Games, and it's going to focus on Michonne. So for anyone who's a big Walking Dead fan like I am, that's going to be awesome. Nice. She's just a badass, like dread-wearing, sword-slinging motherfucker of Walking Dead. It's awesome. Uh... I think that might be it. all right. Uh, oh, Star Fox Zero! So we're getting a new Star Fox game.
0: Oh, that's exciting! Yeah, I know a lot yeah. of people are going to flip out for
1: that. I, I'm worried about it because I think it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be so exclusive to the Wii, not exclusive to the Wii U, but so built around the Wii U. Like uh some of those other games were for the Kinect, where we're like, hey, we're going to try and force you to use it, but. Then again the Wii U's been out for a while so it's not really a um, like a publicity stunt sort of thing to force people to use it. So it might be good but it also might suck. Like we'll, we'll have to see.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh,
1: Yoshi's Wooly World that's just you know dumb QC platforming and I'm completely behind it. Uh and XCOM 2 which I'm super excited for cuz XCOM uh Enemy Unknown is Fucking sweet. Yeah. I highly recommend it.
0: Never tried them. I might give it a chance. Not sure.
1: It's an uh, alien evasion turn-based micromanaging game. So when you get into the field, it's a uh, turn-based strategy where you have to, like, you got the tile grid layout and you have to, like, you know, it's better to keep your group together and set up a you know, ambush plan than it is towards, you know, storming, like, Gears of War style and just shoot down everybody. Yeah. And then when the mission's done, you come back to your base, and you have to micromanage all the like funds and the research of the global like economy, like that's now united under one government.
0: So it's got an RTS feel.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird because it's like you're still controlling the battle, and there's still like action elements, but it's I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's a very unique gameplay style. Okay, I love it.
0: Nice. Well, I think that about does it for us rambling about the games. We're excited for it. Just the fact the sheer amount of games we talked about shows you that it was a really exciting E3 this year. And I, and also, we had a good time at too many games, so I guess this is our little convention episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, we can wrap it up there. Oh, wow, we went longer than I thought.
0: Yeah, it's okay. Um, <laughs> but uh listeners, if you want to reach us or email us suggestions or anything along those lines, you can always shoot us an email at Almost better than silence at gmail.com uh, We have a Facebook and Twitter please go give us a like our handles ABT silence and oh yeah we got a bunch of new YouTube videos up nowadays Brand's been putting up uh, every Monday Wednesday Friday uh, there's the gunman Clive series I highly recommend that and we're also gonna start trying to do some twitch streaming. And yeah, hopefully we can do some more episodes where we do some live uh, conversations at conventions and things like that. So we're going to try to keep it interesting for you guys moving forward. So let us know how we're doing.
1: And sorry for already missing the schedule on the YouTube videos. There was some sort of storm that clusterfucked Lower PA and just knocked out my power for four days.
0: Oh, don't worry about it. I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure so many people are like... Bren didn't put up a video.
1: <laughs> oh no. I see the n- number of views. I know no one's. Seen it. <laughs> I know exactly. So, but yeah,
0: give us, give our YouTube some love, give us some love and we love you. Have a good night. Talk to you next week.
1: See you.